You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Good morning, Ashley. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am fantastic. Our listeners might be a little stumped because usually it is uh, David that I get to say hello to every time we start a podcast. But today we have a special guest, the lovely Miss Ashley Sager, who is an associate advisor here at Shotwell Rudder Bear. And um, excited to have her on her. Not, this is for our astute listeners. This is actually the second time we've had Ashley on the podcast. Her debut was back when she was an intern in 2022, and now she is a full-time associate advisor. So welcome back to the show, Ashley. Thank you. Happy to be here. So Ashley and I have been working on an interesting topic. Um, This is kind of new to us, although it's been around for a little while now. And that is uh, the first-time homebuyer savings account for the state of Michigan, which actually was passed into the law in June, around June of 2022. So we're a little over six months into this new home buyer savings account. And so Ashley and I have been working on uh, researching it and are looking forward to giving the details today and talking about some strategies you might consider. So with that, Ashley, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the Michigan first-time homebuyer savings account is? The first-time homebuyer savings account, it's a tax incentive savings account dedicated towards the purchase of a first home in Michigan. And for this bill, the first-time homebuyer is anybody who has not owned a principal residence in the past three years. So you could rent, but as long as you don't own your own home in the past three years, you can count towards this. Um, The savings account can be in your own name or in the name of the beneficiary, as long as the beneficiary is the person who qualifies for the credits that has not owned their residence in the past three years. The account, it must be at an institution, any institution that's eligible to do business in Michigan, and you can claim an annual tax deduction on your, on your yearly contributions and tax-free growth on any gains in the account, as long as it is intended or as long as it is used for the intended purchase of the first-time home purchase. Twelve other states also have these, but Michigan is one of the best so far for tax benefits. And it's similar to the 529 Michigan Education Savings Plans in that for this account, it must be strictly for home purchases, just like the education account must be used for education costs. And there is no income thresholds for people to be able to qualify for this. Yeah. So a lot to unpack there, Ashley. One of the things that I want to make sure our listeners understand is that this is a Michigan-specific tax credit. So it does not have anything to do with your federal taxes. It is only, you know, the annual deductions and the tax-free growth is only 
tax-free from Michigan state taxes. That being said, um, still interesting and unique things that are going on with the state of Michigan being one of the only 12 states that have these. So it's kind of a cool thing and very well might be something that makes sense as a part of your financial plan. We'll talk a little bit about strategies as we kind of get in here. But I want to go over some of the elements of what these first how these first-time homebuyer savings accounts work. I guess the biggest thing to think about is these are self-directed investments. And so what that means is you, if you go to a bank or a credit union and tell them you want to open up a first-time homebuyer savings account, chances are they will look at you like you're crazy and they don't have those things because it really has nothing to do with the institutional side. And that's a little bit different than the 529 right? Like the the state of Michigan 529 plans, there is two plans. They're all administered by TIAA-CREF, but uh, every state has its own 529 plan. So those are, you know, plan-specific accounts. These accounts, because it's a state level and not federal, you can actually open these accounts. You can open an account anywhere that you want, as long as they're, you know, eligible to do business in the state of Michigan. So that could be a savings account, could be a money market account, you could open a brokerage account, or a CDs, any of those things would qualify. And then the difference is you actually will have a tax form that you fill out every year to let the state of Michigan know that you made those contributions, and to let them know what interest that you gained in that account that you won't pay Michigan state taxes for. So it's not a specific account. It's really any account. It's just how you account, how you put that into your Michigan tax form. There's actually a specific form for that that you can use. Um, And and so as far as the deductions go, you get a $5,000 state tax deduction if you're an individual, up to $5,000 or 10,000 if you're um, filing a joint return. So you can actually get those deductions annually, Um, but also this is a relatively new savings account. And so the way that the law was written is it sunsets after five years. So you can only get that deduction in 2022 through 2026. And so after that, we're not quite sure. We assume that if things go well, that they'll stretch that out longer. Um, But right now, those tax deductions are only good through tax years 2022 through 2026. You want to talk a little bit about the growth of these accounts, Ashley? All growth in the accounts are Michigan State tax-free. But however, there is a $50,000 cap on lifetime deductions for these accounts. Once the balance of the account hits $50,000, you cannot make any more contributions to the account. But however, it can continue to grow through interest and other things tax-free above the $50,000 limit. Eligible costs that you could use this savings account for is the down payment and for the home and any allowable closing costs and allowable closing costs are disbursements listed on a settlement statement for the purchase of a Michigan single family residence by a qualified beneficiary. However, the account does have to be open for one whole year before you can use it for these allowable costs. 
and you cannot make any other withdrawals from the account. It cannot be an account that is commingled with other funds. Um, it has to be strictly for saving for the first time home purchase. But there are some special penalty provisions for special withdrawals, some safe harbor, harbor withdrawals. A beneficiary's death or disability is one of them. Um, disbursement of assets under bankruptcy. You could transfer one first-time savings account to another beneficiary's first-time homebuyer savings account. You would have to display an immediate need for financial hardship in order to be able to take some money out for financial hardship. And then that one will be subjected to the state taxes, but you will not be penalized. And the, and the penalty is 10% of what you take out. Um, and then another safe harbor withdrawal would be if you are in the military or a military spouse that is active duty where you are transferred or deployed outside of the state of Michigan. And you would have to provide acceptable proof of transfer to the Department of Treasury to qualify for that. Yeah, so a lot to unpack there, Ashley. One thing, like we talked about, was the portability, right? If you can change from one beneficiary to another beneficiary, um, it, in case, you know, I think of it in a situation where you've got one kid, they decide they don't want to buy a house, they want to live in your basement forever. You could transfer it to your favorite child that is going to buy a house. So that's an option. Another thing of note is the, the eligible costs. We talked about the down payment and some of the closing costs, but also it has to be a house purchased at Michigan single family residence. So if you have a kid that moves out of state, um, you could transfer that money to your favorite child again. Maybe this is an incentive to keep your kids close, right, Ashley? If you've got $50,000 for a down payment, you're probably going to buy a house in Michigan. Um, So definitely some things to think about, but also some things that could potentially cause you to think twice about an account like this. The one thing we talked about that uh, penalty, a 10% penalty of the amount withdrawn that's not used for the intended purpose. There's very few ways to get around that. And so if you think about it in terms of, yes, you're going to get a four and a quarter per, the state of Michigan tax rate right now is four and a quarter percent. So you will get, you know, on $10,000, you're going to get a $425 state tax credit. But if you don't use it for the intended purpose, that's going to be a thousand dollar penalty. Um, So pretty steep penalty compared to the actual tax benefit that you're going to get. So you really want to make sure in these accounts, if you're setting them up, if you're thinking about them, that you are going to use them for the intended purpose. And so I think of it in two ways, Ashley. I think of it in terms of, let's say you are saving up for a house at your first home or you haven't had a primary residence that you've owned for three years if you're pretty darn sure that you have savings set aside for that, that you want to use for that purpose, it makes a lot of sense to me to set up a savings account where the money's not going to fluctuate. You know it's going to be there, but you're getting that tax credit. Now, keep in mind, you have to have the account open for a year. So you definitely, you know, this isn't something that you're going to buy a house at the end of the summer. Um, that you want to start doing this now, it has to be a longer term, hey, I'm thinking next year or beyond. 
that makes a lot of sense to me. If you're already saving, if you already have a savings account specific for that already, you might as well go out and get the tax credit and then turn around because you know you're going to use that money for a down payment. The second way that I can see this being useful is let's say you have a children or a grandchild and you it's always been a part of your financial plan to help them with a down payment. This is something that we see in our office quite a bit. We want to help our kids become homeowners. We want to you know, give them a certain amount of money for that down payment. So if that's part of your long-term plans, maybe you do look at creating one of these savings accounts for them, making those contributions. You just have to be really sure that they're going to buy a house in Michigan and that they're going to be a homeowner, right? Because otherwise you're going to you know, probably end up costing yourself more than you would save in taxes. If you are thinking longer term, um, the credit is only there for five years, but the tax-free growth lasts a little bit longer. So you could actually you know, save that money over the next five years and let it grow for a while. You can invest it. You could create an investment strategy that's a little bit longer term in nature so that you can, you know, that tax-free state of Michigan, tax-free growth makes sense. Um, but, you know, the other thing that I would consider is it's a, the, the best case scenario is you get a $10,000 state tax deduction, which is $425 in tax savings. Over five years, that equates to $2,125. Not exactly a small amount of money, but also it does create a lot of issues in terms of keeping track of that account, filing the tax form every year, making sure that it's used for a house in Michigan. So there's a lot, there's some risk in that. So if it was me, I would want to be real sure that this was going to happen and it was going to happen the way that I thought it was going to happen. Um, also, we're already through, 2022 is already over. So there's really only four years left, which is about 1700 in tax savings on the state level. The, yes, you get a savings for the taxable gains, but if you, you, know, if you got $1,000 of gains, you're saving $42.50 in state taxes. It's, it's, it's a good chunk of money, but it's not a ton of money. So you really have to weigh the benefit of the tax credit for the state of Michigan you have to weigh that against the potential risk of not using it the way that you intended and costing yourself 10% in tax penalties. The other thing that I want to touch on real quick is, like we said, this is a state program. Very cool and exciting that the state of Michigan would do something like this. But also, it has nothing to do with the federal tax system. And some, one of the questions that you're going to have to answer if you're thinking about doing this for your kids is do I put the account in my name or do I give the money to my kids and put it in their account under their name? And the difference there on the federal level is going to be the gift tax. So right now, the um, there's a gift tax exclusion of, it was 13, might be 14. Maybe you can look that up while I'm chatting here, Ashley. But $14,000 a year. So if you gave them $10,000, it would be excluded from the federal gift tax. If you put that money in an account in your name, and let's say you have, it grows to $50,000, and then you gift it to them to buy their house, does that potentially then trigger the federal gift tax where you have to fill out the gift tax form and that goes against your lifetime 
gifting amount. So those are some things that you need to consider when you think about giving this money. Also, the other side of that is if you give this money to your kids and they put it into an account, you get the tax credit for it. But if they are in charge of that money, so if they decide that they want to buy a new Tesla and or a van and live out in, in the van instead of buying a house, you're still on the hook for the 10% penalty. So definitely some things to consider as you figure out how you want to structure this and how it's going to work as a part of your financial plan. That being said, for the right situation, for the right person, I think this could potentially make a lot of sense. You know, the, the, the tax savings aren't immense, but like it, it adds up $425 potentially a year adds up. So if you know that you're going to use this money to buy a house or your kids are in the state of Michigan, that might make a lot of sense to you. So certainly something to consider. The tax form that goes along with this is the Michigan form 5792. So if you open an account, that you designate a beneficiary on that form. You, the state of Michigan keeps track of it, so you have to file that form every year to get those tax deductions. So you're going to want to save statements that show the contributions. You're going to want to save your 1099 and submit that with your tax form. Um, and also, when you go to spend that money, obviously you're, they're, the state of Michigan is going to want to see the proof that you spent it for a home purchase. So you're going to need the settlement statement and things like that to prove that that money actually went towards a home purchase. So <laughs> some things to consider, uh, but I think it's really cool. And it will be interesting to see. There was some talk about this potentially becoming something that happens on a federal level, um, which will change things obviously dramatically if you're getting state and federal tax credits, um, which is kind of similar to what we've seen with the 529 plans. So Something new and interesting, kind of be careful as you're getting into something like this, but for the right person, the right situation, it probably makes a lot of sense. Ashley, any uh, parting wisdom for us on the uh, Michigan first-time homebuyer savings account? If you were to use the account and choose your child, for example, as the beneficiary, the gift tax exclusion for 2023 is actually 17000 it was 16 in 2022. I was close, but uh, <laughs> appreciate you fact-checking. We need Maybe you should come on more often and fact-check Dave and I, Ashley. <laughs> so I guess the big question that I have for you, Ashley, is would you consider opening a first-time homebuyer savings account? Is that in your financial plan? Yeah, I, I definitely think I will. I'm not sure... At the moment, how soon I will be getting a home? I probably not for a couple of years still. And you know, I just started working full time here in May, so I'm still also trying to build up my personal savings just in case sure. you know something happens. I want to have a few months worth of savings. So it, I guess it really depends if they extend this past 2026 because as of right now, I'm not sure if I will be purchasing a home in three years yet or not. So with gotcha. all of the specific details and not being able to use it for other things at the moment, I will definitely consider it. But like I said, it really just depends when I'm able to start saving for my own home. 
Very cool. I love that. Um, thank you for sharing. That means that you're strongly considering staying here in Michigan and uh, yeah. working at SRB for a long time, right? Definitely. <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> so obviously, I already own a home, so I couldn't do this for myself. But I, I guess now that I think about it, it might be something I have a 18-year-old freshman. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe this is an incentive for her to stay in Michigan. Not sure yeah. she would like that, especially right now with how cold it is, but who knows? Only time will tell, I guess, right? <laughs> Beautiful, 25 degrees and sunny. <laughs> what else could you want? Hey, I'll take the sunshine <laughs> any day <laughs> over the gray clouds. So with that, Ashley, I want to thank you for being on the show today. And I'm sure you will be back before we know it. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Gather round and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.